Chapter fifty seven of the Roots of the Mountains by William Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. How the host came home again. It was fourteen days before they came to Rosedale, for they had much baggage with them, and they had no mind to weary themselves, and the wood was nothing loathsome to them, whereas the weather was fair and bright for the more part. They fell in with no mishap by the way, but a score and three of runaways joined themselves to the host, having watched their goings and wotting that they were not foemen. Of these some had heard of the overthrow of the dusky men in Silverdale, and others not. The Burgdalers received them all, for it seemed to them no great matter for a score or so of newcomers to the dale, but when the host was come to Rosedale they found it fair and lovely and there they met with those of their folk who had gone with Dalach. But Dalach welcomed the kindreds with great joy, and bade them abide, for he said that they had less need to hasten, since he had sent messengers into Burgdale to tell men there of the tidings. Albeit they were mostly loath to tarry, yet when he lay hard on them not to depart as men on the morrow of a guild-feast, they abode there three days, and were as well guested as might be and on their departure they were laden with gifts from the wealth of Rosedale by Dalek and his folk. Before they went their ways, Dalek spake with face of God and the chiefs of the Dalesmen, and said, "'You have given me much from time to time, when you found me in the wood a naked wastrel. Yet now I would ask you a gift to lay on the top of all that ye have given me,' said face of God. "'Name the gift, and thou shalt have it, for we deem thee our friend.' I am no less, said Dalach, as in time to come I may perchance be able to show you. But now I am asking you to suffer a score or two of your men to abide here with me this summer, till I see how this folk, new-born again, is like to deal with me. For pleasure and a fair life have become so strange to them, that they scarce know what to do with them, or how to live, and unless all is to go awry, I must needs command and forbid though belike they love me, yet they fear me not, so that when my commandments pleaseth them, they do as I bid, and when it pleaseth them not, they do contrary to my bidding, for it hath got into their minds that I shall in no case lift a hand against them, which indeed is the very sooth. But your folk they fear as warriors of the world, who have slain the dusky men in the market-place of Silverstead, and they are of alien blood to them, Men who will do as their friend biddeth, think our folk, against them who are neither friends or foes. With such help I shall be well holpen. In such wise spake Dalek, and face of God and the chief said that so it should be, if men could be found willing to abide in Rosedale for a while. And when the matter was put abroad, there was no lack of such men amongst the younger warriors, who had noted that the dale was fair amongst dales, and its women fairer yet amongst women. So two score and ten of the Burgdale men abode in Rosedale, no one of whom was more than twenty and five winters. Forsooth, diverse of them set up house in Rosedale, and never came back to Burgdale save as guests, for a half score were wedded in Rosedale before the year's ending, and seven more, who had also taken to them wives of the goodliest of the Rosedale women, betook them the next spring to the burg of the runaways, and there built them a stead, and drew a garth about it, and dug and sowed the banks of the river, which they called Inglebourne. 
and as years passed this same stead throve exceedingly and men resorted thither both from rosedale and burgdale for it was a pleasant place and the land when it was cured was sweet and good and the wood thereabouts was full of deer of all kinds so their stead was called inglebourne after the stream and in latter days it became a very goodly habitation of men moreover some of the once enthralled folk of rosedale when they knew that men of their kindred from silverdale were going home with the men of burgdale to dwell in the dale prayed hard to go along with them for they looked on the burgdalers as if they were new gods of the earth the burgdale chiefs would not gainsay these men either but took with them three score and ten from rosedale men and women and promised them dwelling and livelihood in burgdale so now with good hearts the host of burgdale turned their faces toward their well-beloved dale and they made good diligence so that in three days time they were come anigh the edge of the woodland wilderness thither in the eventide as they were making ready for their last supper and bed in the wood came three men and two women of their folk who had been abiding their coming ever since they had had the tidings of silverdale and the battles from dalloch great was the joy of these messengers as they went from company to company of the warriors and saw the familiar faces of their friends and heard their wonted voices telling all the story of battle and slaughter and for their part the men of the host feasted these stay-at-homes and made much of them but one of them a man of the house of the face left the host a little after nightfall and bore back to burgstead at once the tidings of the coming home of the host albeit since dalloch's tidings of victory had come to the dale the dwellers in the steads of the countryside had left burgstead and gone home to their own houses so that there was no great multitude abiding in the thorpe so early on the morrow was the host astir but ere they came to wild lake's way the shepherd folk turned aside westward to go home after they had bidden farewell to their friends and fellows of the dale for their souls longed for the sheep-cots in the winding valleys under the long grey downs and the garths where the last year's ricks shouldered up against the old stone gables and where the daws were busy in the tall unfrequent ash-trees and the green flowery meadows adown along the bright streams where the crowfoot and the pagels were blooming now and the harebells were in flower about the thorn-bushes at the down's foot whence went the savour of their blossom over sheep-walk and water-meadow so these went their ways with many kind words and two hours afterwards all the rest of the host stood on the level ground of the portway but presently were the ranks of war disordered and broken up by the joy of the women and children as they fell to drawing good man or brother or lover out of the throng to the way that led speediest to their homesteads and halls for the war-leader would not hold the host together any longer but suffered each man to go to his home deeming that the men of burgstead and chiefly they of the face and the steer would suffice for a company if any need were and they would be easily gathered to meet any hap so now the men of the middle and lower dale made for their houses by the road and the lanes and the meadows and the men of the upper dale and burgstead went their ways along the portway toward their halls with the throng of women and children that had come out to meet them and now men came home when it was yet early and the long day before them 
and it was, as it were, made giddy and cumbered with the exceeding joy of return, and the thought of the day when the fear of death and sundering had been ever in their hearts. For these new hours were full of the kissing and embracing of lovers, and the sweetness of renewed delight in beholding the fair bodies so sorely desired, and hearkening the soft wheedling of longed-for voices. There were the cups of friends beneath the chestnut-trees, and the talk of the deeds of the fighting men, and of the heavy days of the home-abiders. Many a tale told oft and o'er again. There was the singing of old songs and of new, and the beholding the well-loved nook of the pleasant places, which death might well have made naught for them. And they were sweet with the fear of that which was past, and in their pleasantness was fresh promise for the days to come. So amid their joyance came evening and nightfall, and though folk were weary with the fullness of delight, yet now for many their weariness led them to the chamber of love before the rest of deep night came to them to make them strong for the happy life to be begun again on the morrow. House by house they feasted, and few were the lovers that sat not together that even, but face of God and the sunbeam parted at the door of the house of the face, for needs must she go with her new folk to the house of the steer, and needs must face of God be amongst his own folk in that hour of high tide, and sit beside his father beneath the image of the God with the ray-begirt head. End of chapter 57